Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. So, how is it as far as the, the climate in Nigeria for, like, business? It depends on what you want to do. Now, somewhere like Nigeria, it's very easy to come some, somewhere like where y'all go, you guys are coming from and come here and think of an idea. A lot of things in America that they don't, they don't have here. Mm -hmm. So you come here and you're like, yo, they don't have a top goal. Mm. <laughs> they don't have a this, they don't have a that. That's cool, you get the money to do that, blah, 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 blah. Now, this is what it breaks down to. My graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop, bag drop. Bag drop. This episode of Earn Your Leisure is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's is more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. Over the years, it's become a staple in our community. It's the place you're guaranteed to see teammates after a big game because everyone is headed to Mickey D's, win or lose. When I stop in for my morning breakfast of three hot cakes and a hash brown, seeing students using the Wi-Fi for their social media is all part of the routine. It's become the epicenter of the community. Whether it's gathering for a birthday party, and we've all been to a McDonald's birthday party, or the place that someone receives their first job, McDonald's grows with its patrons, which makes it the go-to place generation after generation. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. All right, guys. Welcome back. EYL. Yeah. This is a special, special edition. We in Lagos, Nigeria. <laughs> it's our first time <laughs> on the continent of Africa. It's crazy. Yeah. We're, not, we're not even going to say no welcome words. Welcome home. That's a fact. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Welcome home. <laughs> first things that's, first. That's welcome a, home. That's, that's our fact. sound now. <laughs> Where can we go next? You know what's so crazy? This came about. So we're going to Egypt after this. Wow. We had the Egypt trip planned. But um, we just found out a couple weeks ago that Nigeria was our biggest market outside of America. Yeah. Wow. By a landslide. Like, not crazy. even close. So we like, yo, we should come to Nigeria. They support us heavy out here. I didn't even know that. We put some posts up about Nigeria and it went viral. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Like literally doing the analytics to go to Egypt and then we came upon that. It was like, ah, and then you look at the dynamics of Nigeria. It makes perfect sense. It's crazy. It's a blessed country, you know. Yeah. We're lucky to be dominant in a lot of things. And, you know, business is one of them, obviously. So I won't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we was putting it together. So I got to give some acknowledgement. Shout out to my boy, Dave, at United Masters. Yes. Who hooked me up with Again. Biz, my boy, Bizzle. Bizzle for shizzle. Everybody I speak to, they like, oh, you're in good hands. You're with him. <laughs> He's heavily connected. Yeah. So then um, he put me in touch with Asa. Yeah. That's my guy. Um, and then uh, T. New. Oh, look at that. So shout out to our, our the, crew. She's the biggest boss. Oh, that's that we've I, seen thus far. Obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> so shout out to our crew in Legos for putting this together. So David O, one of the biggest musical stars in the world, not just Afro beats, mm-hmm. musical stars in the world. Um, but he's also in a lot of different businesses. So it only makes sense that we're in Nigeria and we're interviewing the biggest. I mean, it's fitting. The biggest ever and the biggest ever. Makes perfect sense. Yes, sir. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense. So, yeah. so yeah. So, a uh, huge, huge star in Afrobeats, a huge star in business, a huge car in pop culture, mm-hmm. not just in Africa, in America. She invades huge. every party we I was, I was just telling the guys, like, Afrobeats is so big in New York. We're from New York. Like, you can't turn the radio. It started, it actually, like, especially, like, with my music, it actually, like, started Atlanta and New York. But, you know, in New York, you have a lot of, like, West Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really started in New York. Like I remember my first I first got um I first got playlisted mm-hmm. in New York. Like my first song that got on radio was playlisted from New York from the uh, East Coast first. Yeah. So yeah. West yeah. Indian. Shout out to the West Indian massive. Yeah, for sure. So let's let's get into this. First of all, thank you for having us. Appreciate for sure, it. For sure. So let's get into this Wait, conversation. Might, for those of y'all looking like, yo, this guy looks spectacularly different. Yeah, he does. It's called New Teeth. <laughs> new Teeth. Yeah, shout out to, um, I just got back from Turkey. Um, you know, three days got changed my dentition. Look, look at him. He's not going to stop smiling. The whole <laughs> <day>. <laughs> uh, got a bag and fixed my teeth. Yeah. That is a fact. <laughs> Yo, you know that ain't cheap. Shout out to Cardi. Um, so let's get into this. I want to talk about business, but first I want to talk about the backstory. So a lot of people don't know. You got roots in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you was born in America and then kind of going back and forth between Lagos and uh, Atlanta, right? So talk about that, like your early upbringing and like being in Atlanta. Um, my, my, my parents, let me start from my dad and my parents. My parents, um, my dad did his uh, master's in Kentucky and my mom did hers in uh, Clark, Atlanta. Mm. So, you know, from them just, you know, back in the days it was like, it was like kind of cool to like, get education abroad mm-hmm. um there's one thing they used to do in my mom's village where like they all put money together like the village would put money together for one student a year to send them you know overseas to mm-hmm. study so my parents you know found their way to atlanta and then had me there and um my dad my dad's done a lot of business in america 
from working at Burger King, insurance, you know, trading, to even entertainment, nightclubs and everything. So my family is like, apart from being from Nigeria, like our second home is Atlanta. So from there, me being born there, going there every year for summer holidays. But I was schooling in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So I'm the last born of five kids. So I was the only one they kept here because mm. they needed a child here. So the rest were over there. So yeah, Atlanta, I'm really deeply rooted in Atlanta. Dirty South, Shawty. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things you said, and I'm glad you, you because people know wealth, they know your father, but yeah. you said the biggest inspiration was watching or learning that he worked for a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Can you talk about how that inspired you in the ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy because um, even like till date, he's so like still so humble and modest with the way he spends, the way he goes about his business, the way he handles his business, is still amazing to me. Um, I remember growing up, like, from, like, my younger days till I was, like, 11, I wasn't really close with my dad because he was all about work, 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 work. I remember him coming home late every day, you know, building something. I didn't know what, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was rich. Really. <laughs> I didn't even know Surprise! Was, I didn't know he was rich till, like, till probably I was, like, 13. Wow. Because he lived so normal. Like, I didn't even know he was a billionaire driving a Honda. I remember. He had a silver, brand new, but he had a silver Honda Accord. He had a driver. My mom had like a, I think like a Toyota or so, or a Honda truck or something. So like, I didn't know. They lived so modest until we moved out the house to the new house. So we get to the new house. I'll never forget. So we get to the new house and I'm like, Oh, we lit. <laughs> Where we moving on up? <laughs> so we get to the new house, and then from the new house, that's when I started to like trying to know what my dad does and get into, you know, knowing that he's really in tune in business. And I come from a family where it's no entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's straight up. You go to school, you get your degree. Either two options: either my dad gets you a job with one of his rich friends, or you just go work for him. So I was the first one to really branch out and do entertainment well, so what was that like right because obviously once you find out what dad does and now you're doing something completely different I know from a West Indian background that you know your parents want you to do a couple of things and if you don't do one it's a disappointment yeah. dad's already successful you're saying I'm going in a different direction what was that like funny enough I couldn't even tell him it was that bad it wasn't like I'm not telling him I'm doing music mm. type stuff like nah like he doesn't want that for me mm-hmm. you know? so it was something like he kind of had to find out through other people. Like, yo, I think, the day, why is there always music playing from David Zoom? He got, a st- I had a whole studio in my room. Wow. And he didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Doing music, I make sure I record from when he goes to work, I'm in the studio recording. <laughs> and then when, before he comes back from work, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even talking about music. But over time, over time, you know, I went to school um, for, for business management. In, in, in the U.S., right? Yeah, yeah. He sent me to school. I actually wanted to go to school in London because most of my friends were going to London. Yeah. But he was just so out of my time about me just going to America because, like I said, that was the blueprint for the family. Yeah. It was already done. It's, it's like if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was already go to school in America. You get your degree and you come back and work for me. That was it. So I think me going to school in America was really what made me kind of independent and shaped me into becoming my own person mm. because it's not like here in, in Nigeria when you go to college you're literally still under your parents until, in fact in this country until you get married <laughs> and have your own house and your own kids and ETC you're still under your parents you know what I'm saying so yeah. um, 
not schooling in Nigeria and going to America at a very young age. I went to college at 15. Yeah. I was 15 years old, a freshman in college. What, what school did you go to? Um, I first went to this college in Tennessee. Yeah. But it was too, too, too country for me. <laughs> um, college in Tennessee, I was like only African. Like it was me and some other one dude. So it wasn't for me. So there was this other um, teacher I met. He was like, yo, you don't like here, do you? I'm like, nah, it's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, she was like, yeah, so there's a... Because my, my dad's a Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. He's a Christian, you know, so he wanted me to go to a Christian school. She was like, yo, there's another Christian school. It's like HBCU. They have frats. I think they, they think I would like that one better. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. So I call my dad. I'm like, ah, daddy, I think I want to move schools. I'm not really comfortable here. Nobody here looks like me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to move. Then he understood that. So I remember driving to the HBCU and I'm driving in. I, look, I see some I see some girls running some J's. I look to the yeah, left. I see some, yeah. some Air Force Ones. I say, yeah. This is what I should be. <laughs> I'm home. So I went to school for business management. So after like a year, um, I'm in my dorm room and I'm hearing music upstairs. Like I always hear music upstairs, but I never ever went upstairs to check. So I go check. Boom, boom, boom. The dude comes out. I'm like, yo, you got a studio in here? He's like, yeah, it's Christian school, so he was doing gospel music. Uh-huh. So I'm like, wow, you I saw the setup. It was my first time seeing like a studio setup, a mobile setup, and you know, studio type. I was like, yo, so you record all this in here? How much you get for all this stuff? He's like, $800. I'm like, what? Boom, pop, 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 pop. Break him off, he gives me everything. Mm. And then from then on, that's when the music came. So after like two, three months, I changed my major from business management to music. Right? So I did that. And then that didn't go well. <laughs> you know, that didn't go well. Because I, I went in class, I met some Jamaicans, and then I moved in with them. And then, He's Jamaican. Yeah. Uh, I know how I go. I know how I go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> over time, you know, I was lying. I was, I won't say lying, but I just didn't say I wasn't really in school. Um, so I wasn't in school, facing music full time. And then over the years, he found out I wasn't in school. And then... It was a whole nother drama and stuff like that. <laughs> so at what point do you actually get the, get the deal or what was the journey to get your record deal? Was you like putting out music independently? First? Yeah, I was just, put, I was put out, um, I, I, well, you know, in battling my dad, cause now he wants me to, I, I moved back to Nigeria mm-hmm. and then he wants me to go back to school. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's just like, after school, you can go back and do the music, blah, blah, blah. Just get your degree first. Right. Which I've gotten, thanks to God. Um, <laughs> So, you know, just over time, the music was just getting bigger. So I was actually going to school on the, I go to school Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday, Monday, Monday to Sunday, Monday to Friday. <laughs> so that Friday I leave, I can come to the city. Okay. But for like for 11 days straight, I got to be all in the village in the school. So I dropped this one song. So I'm in school, like walk around, like everybody's in the city. It's like just 15 of us in school. I'm like. So my dude comes from the city like, yo, the song you dropped, the song you dropped, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm out in the city. I don't know what's going on. Yo, they played that, play that John in the club last night. Everybody went crazy. I'm like, what? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, yo, dip. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so I left school, went back to the city, and then my, I had my dad chasing me with police, doing crazy <laughs> stuff. Sending them after you? Yeah, coming after me, like, go back to school. Like, any, <laughs> any show he saw me on, on oh. a flyer or whatever, he 
they shutting the show down. They coming to pull you off the stage. Not me pulling everybody up. People, <laughs> people that don't know me, plus shut, the fans, everybody. Shut the, sh- shut the show down. We're not doing this music then. Yeah, type so. So I dropped this one song called Dami Duro, and the song be- the song became so big that even the president was singing it. Oh wow! Even people my dad couldn't even get to was singing it. Yeah. So after then, he just had to like, kind of like embrace it. All right, let's make a deal. Type <laughs> stuff. I was like, okay, what you want? Blah blah blah. Okay, I go to school. On the week. I go to school when I don't have shows. When I have shows, I take a break. So after like two, three years, I got the degree. Yeah. In um, business management and music, as well. Nice. So, so coming from Africa, how is it as far as like signing to an American label? It was. Do they, they have like subsidiaries here in Africa, or now they do. Okay. Now they do. But when I signed, there was no really subsidiaries, except in like South Africa, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. When I signed in 2016, it was kind of new for me because I was just used to just dropping music whenever I wanted, record, you release your music. By the time I post it on Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case may be, all the DJs have it in Nigeria. It's going crazy. It's going viral. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with signing with a major label, things have to be planned. And, you know, it was a different structure. It was kind of weird for me. So it took time for understanding. And Afrobeats wasn't as popular then. Right, right, right. Um, they, the label didn't get it. But I told them, I was like, yo, yeah. trust me, in a couple of years, it's going to be the new sound. This is in America, right? So you, yeah, you, this, you one, this so is in America. I'm paying a picture. You yeah, had Sony in yeah. America. But was there a trans... Like, I'm thinking the UK, obviously Nigeria, a lot yeah. of people go to school. Was there ever a thought, like, let me see if I can go to the UK and get a deal? Or was it automatically, let me go to America, let me get a major in Funny America? Funny enough, my deal is actually from the UK. Okay. So it was from the UK, but funny enough, because I was American, the Amer- I was just kind of more familiar with that yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. culture, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I would, if, if you look at my deal, if you look at the papers, it actually says Sony Music UK. Mm. But people, a lot of people think I'm signed from America, but my main office is from the UK. It's just I'm American. I kind of gotcha. relate with over the culture over there more. So we're bringing. Um, Recording when I first got signed, they were trying to get me to do kind of what they thought would sell. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it took time, you know, for me to finally tell them, like, look, you're either gonna let me do what I want to do, or we're just not gonna drop music. You know, and okay. then you know what? Let him go do what he want, what he wants to do. <laughs> That's question. What sports agent has consistently represented the culture and young athletes effectively? Rich Paul. Tonight at 11.10 Central on BET, executive producers Kenya Barris and Rich Paul join forces with BET Studios to bring you Clutch Academy, a gripping five-part documentary that shows you the game beyond the game of pro basketball. Clutch founder Rich Paul is a young-driven black businessman preparing rookie ballers for the realities of life on and off the court. Follow six rising stars as they power past the pain of loss to win big. On the premiere episode, Rich Paul introduces you to squads of young ballers as they prepare for the first step toward elite-level play, the draft. The cast trains and works like never before until a devastating tragedy rocks the Clutch family. Will they keep it together or unravel under the pressure of an uncertain future? Clutch Academy airs at 11.10 Central, only on BET. For all things Clutch Academy, visit BET.com. That's how the plaques get built. So, so let's, <laughs> let's talk about this Afrobeats conversation because Afrobeats took over the world, but you was early and you yeah. said you was trying to convince them at the label and they wasn't trying to really hear it. How did you know it was going to take the over the way it did and what was the turning point to really put Afrobeats on the map? Um, I think 
Afrobeats had a lot of turning points. I don't think it was one one time, one event, or one particular situation that changed everything. I think it was a collection of things as well. Um, they just didn't get it. Um, like, even when I was in college, when I used to play African music, my roommates were asking me, like, yo, what's that? It sounds hard. So I always knew that if they heard it, they'd like it. Mm-hmm. But if you, don't, if, you don't, if, if you don't hear it, how you going to like it? If I'm not being played on radio... If you're not being played in the clubs, if, 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 you know, now there's social media, so it's a lot of easier ways to, you know, transport music. Right. But then it was just only really one avenue, which was radio, YouTube, blase, blase. So I always knew that if we're heard, it's going to go. And then I dropped the song. What was this one? Plex not here. <laughs> <laughs> it was If. Um, the first one I dropped was If. It went. Now this... It's not the gold plaque, but oh, it's we gotta update it's it. South Africa. Okay. Um, yeah, that went gold in the US. So they saw that and they're like, okay, okay. If it's, I tell you, yeah, yeah, I love you. I'm like, and then that dropped, and I'm looking, I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, about to be lit. I, I, when I heard it, I thought it was reggae. I thought it was a reggae artist. Everybody thought it was from Jamaica. You know, everybody thought it was from Jamaica. Um, and then we did another one, and then you have other artists coming too. Burner Boy, Wizkid, you have other artists from South Africa come in and East Africa, then this whole collection of things. And then you have the movies, mm. the African movies. The Nollywood, Nollywood. Yeah, then you have the culture, the clothes. So everything, it was like a culture shock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then everything just coincided. Yeah, so when I heard, obviously, and most people, they hear reggae. So I'm thinking to myself, being from Nigeria, who are the musical influences that you have? Because you have, I mean, it's a pretty... Unique dynamic, right? You have that ATL yeah. that you've been listening to, the people, the Jeezy's of the world and Gucci's, and then you have Nigerian artists. Yeah. So who who was it that influenced you? Um, obviously, like, my music is, like, Nigerian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, and I, I, used to, I, I listened to a lot of hip-hop, um, southern hip-hop. Gucci, I came up on Gucci, Travis Porter. Ooh. Yeah, I was big on Travis Porter when I was in college. T.I.? What? Of course. <laughs> T.I., Luda... Um, the recent money back yo yo Gotti, yeah. you know baby both babies you know what I'm saying so I like you know southern kind of hip hop and then R and B I I love Cisco Jenny Wine Osha Sami like I listen heavy on R and B that's the whole millennium tour then, yeah. <laughs> yo I'm trying to go oh Barry oh B2K all of that and um. And in Nigeria, I grew up a lot. Debanj, P Square, Two Face, um, you know, that's really it. And just really myself, and just innovating my craft and learning. I actually had to learn Afrobeats. That's crazy. Because mm-hmm. when I first came, let me tell you. So it's a crazy story. How what really made me say I'm dropping hip? Because I used to, I used to do like rap type stuff. Like that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So Debanj came to America. Then I think he had a show or something, right? Mm-hmm. So I was in Atlanta. I was I was the boy that everybody calls when they get to Atlanta. Like you know, I hook up the girls, the, the weed, the use the plug. Yeah, the plug. So I took them to the strip club, and they changing twenty thousand dollars. I'm looking like, what are they doing? Like, what's <laughs> my guy? Like, That's where the accent comes out. Guy, like, what is, is happening? What's happening in Nigeria? Yeah. Like, he's making money like that yeah. off Nigerian music. Like, yeah, and I'm like, wow. And I went to Nigeria for December and I see a whole nother batch of artists big going crazy. I'm like, yo, I want to do this yeah. and it's home. So 
I had to really listen and learn the culture. And then I started off producing first, producing, producing. And then from then, I started laying vocals. And then history. So let's talk about on the business side. At what point did you transition from being an artist to having a label? Was that always something that you wanted to do? or? Shit, when I when I'm shit, when when I was spending too much, I didn't even make more money. <laughs> but um, you know, when especially when you first blow up, there's there's a phase where it's like everything's happening so fast that you don't have time to really sit back and like plan or know what you really want to do. So obviously, for years, I was my own artist, going on tours back to back, no break. You know what I'm saying? So when I got this deal from Sony, you know. I took I took a little break because they were confusing me. We were all confused in the whole deal. We didn't know what type of music to make. They didn't know what type of, you know. Yeah. They didn't even know how to promote African music, whether it's promoting here or there. So I took a little break. And during that break, I decided, like, yo, like, I have so many talented people around me. Why not, you know, make this into a business? So that's when I started the label, and I signed, you know, two artists, you know, Mayoko and Jemu. And then from there... You know, I think that's when I really started to get more business oriented and, you know. So when, when you're starting, when you get to Sony, and I imagine, like, especially in the States, when it was a new artist or they had Yo, a nice imagine, boss. Imagine doing a stadium. In a, I remember I just came, I flew from Rwanda to New York, right, mm -hmm. at press. I just did 80,000 people in a stadium fainting like I'm Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I get on a plane and I get to New York and I'm doing an interview and they're like, yeah, so introduce yourself. <laughs> so what type the of music do you make? So it's, it's discipline too yeah. because at the end of the day, you want, you, you want to teach people your culture. You want the music to expand. So with that happening, you have to be able to accept that, you know, in some places you might have to start, start not start again, but, yeah. you know, kind of gradually you know, input yourself. And I feel like over the years, even from them, the bunch days to my generation, to the new generation, and the, the ones that are yet to come, I feel like it's all been a process of, you know, and now we're basically there. So. Yeah, now you got to get reintroduced to people you've been introduced to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so from, from a structure standpoint, being that it was a, a new sound, are they structuring the deals the same? Because in the States it was like, you're a hot artist, here's your advance to yeah. make the album. I think now it's different. I think from then, then it was like, you know, I, just, I just saw money I never saw in my life and mm -hmm. I took it. You know what I'm saying? Um, advance, I got an advance. Um, it was so funny. I remember when I got my advance and I'm like, so I blew it, right? So I'm waiting. So I'm like, um, when are we shooting? When are we shooting? They're like, bro, you meant to use all that money to record your album. I'm like, what? So that was to go shopping. Where I'm from in Africa, anybody gives you cash like that, that one is dash. Go and have fun. Go on. So like, it, it got to a point where I'm like, okay, now I have to start, you know, allocating budgets, yeah. video shoots, travel expenses, hotels, carrying your team your media crew, your creative director, your management, which is, you know, the bigger you get, it becomes multiple people, mm -hmm. your PR, so it's, it just becomes a whole organization yeah. after a while. At any point when you blew the advance, yeah. are you thinking, let me call dad? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I've been the first you know, call. He, like, Yo, he dad, always listen. come through that bay like, man. Phone a dad. <laughs> Need a line of credit. Um, let's let's talk about endorsements because I I've heard heard that that's real big for Nigerians. It's big for every artist, but 
especially. You know, you know why it's real. You know why it's really endorsements are really important in Nigeria. Is because that's like the biggest avenue of income. Mm-hmm. We don't really get royalties, or I mean, these days people getting checks off like digital sales, but it's not like America where it's like you getting check after check every week in the mail. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So endorsements was like the first big when because the, the, the government what these companies do for these artists like myself and, and, and endorsing us and putting us on billboards, putting us on drinks, it's, it's really what the government is meant to be doing for the music industry, kind of. Mm. So they, them supporting us has been a great help to the industry. We're doing shows, we, like we organize concerts, like all my endorsements now, if I'm doing a show, right, I go to all the, the office, I'm like, yo, I got a show on so, so, so date. You know what I'm saying? I need your support. Let me get 100 here. Let me get 200 here, 1,000. Let me get 300 here, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Just having the relationship already. Mm. They will come and support your show. You know, most you give them two tables. You give them probably a, a nice um, banner, you know, on the IV or like outside the show, stuff like that. So you, you also make a lot of money from that. So endorsements and these companies, companies such as Infinix, Assign Me, Bitsika, Pepsi, you know, they've come of sort of like a great help to the industry. So let's talk about this uh, Bitsica uh, yeah. situation. So this is very interesting. So it's a cryptocurrency. It's a way for the transfer of cryptocurrency, right? Is that Not correct? only cryptocurrency. Okay, pa- payment, payment processor. Yeah. So Nigeria, from my understanding, banned crypto? I think so. They, 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 they did ban crypto. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the timing of it was suspicious. I mean, Maybe. I mean, now, now there's something called E-Naira. You heard it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, the story goes... You partner with them, with Pitica, yeah. and then you think about creating your own crypto coin. Yeah. And then the next week. I tweeted it. Not, not next week. It was like the same day. Same day? <laughs> yeah, I tweeted it. And everybody got mad at me like, man, David, oh, <laughs> you just ended it for Shut us. Up. So the day you tweeted, the day that they canceled. I, I ain't going to lie. I was sipping some Martell. I was feeling nice. <laughs> I just got off the phone with my manager. It's like, yo, we just made blah, blah, blah. I said, Thinking about creating so the I coin. I tweeted it. But I was like. I just like <laughs> the next day or something, they banned it. The whole country, everything. Why you think they? Why you think they banned it? I don't know, man. I don't know why. I just always feel like anything for the youth to progress. They just want to live the same way. Mm-hmm. They just want to live the same way in this country. I'm just coming from Abuja, and that's where like most of the government officials stay. Yeah. And the people are just tired. You know, they don't want to evolve because they feel like if they evolve, they they lose the lose grasp power. of yeah. of the. Um, of the country. Just look at America. Couple years ago, would you ever think Bill Gates would not be the richest? Do you see Bill Gates trying to um, fin- uh, destroy Tesla or destroy Amazon? He's doing his own stuff. But over here, it's like, nah. No, I have to, we have to keep it the way it has been. So I feel like, and a lot of people were making a lot of money of that, of the crypto. Yeah. So I feel like it's just a way of, you know, trying to just downsize the youth. Yeah, you know, yeah. The power that the youth have, because obviously more money, more power. Yeah, because we they they got the the, the country's crypto, the naira, e naira, e naira, e naira. So now you can do with e naira, then you probably get charges over that. That's paying the government more money than you already have to, so, and then you can't deal in normal crypto. So you know what I'm saying, and with the way the naira, normal naira. Is down. So imagine who's going to go and do it in Naira. <laughs> They'll be going up and down every five minutes. 
Yeah, a lot of people. I put that on Instagram. And a lot of people from Nigeria, they wasn't happy about it. They like, this no, not no, real no, crypto. No. Da, 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 da. I mean, a lot of people not happy right now, but hopefully, um, things will change in the future. So, what's your involvement in that in that company, and why why do you want to involve your, um, your partner with that? I'm a I, I own part of the company. Um, me, and my managers, my lawyer, um, and um, one of our very good friends called Akesh, and some other people as well. Mm-hmm. So joint. Um, they actually just hit, you know it was just like it was a good business opportunity, and I could have passed on it because when I did, you know, take that um, percentage, um, the company was what was it valued at that time? Three, three what? Million. Million. Yeah. Now it's like it's crazy. Like U.S. Yeah. Right now it's crazy. Like my bad, I just heard what I what I got now. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Hey Ernest. One thing that we've learned over the past few years is the importance of building a solid team. In business, things can get really difficult when everyone doesn't understand their role or isn't on the same page. But with Fiverr Business, you get access to an all-star team of super freelancers, plus all the tools and support you need to easily integrate them into your existing workflow. And their team is amazing. When we needed talent for our digital marketing campaign, we use Fiverr. When we needed talent to launch our TikTok profile, guess who we called? So stop wasting time searching for talent. Leave it to Fiverr Business. No more endless guessing and interviews. Plus, save and share your favorite freelancers for your future projects. It's a simple way to set your business up for success and a big win for productivity and collaboration. Collaborating online hasn't been this easy since... ever? And right now, you can sign up for Fiverr Business absolutely free for the first year. Get one free year and save 10% on your purchase on Fiverr Business with the promo code EARN, E-A-R-N. Just go to fiverr.com slash business and don't forget the promo code EARN. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. <laughs> New tea. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, just seeing that off, like, just agreeing to just partner with somebody and it was really... um. A- an app that was already built mm-hmm. and it was just something that just came to explain to me I thought it was a good opportunity I was like yo let's do it put some money in there so it's like mobile because I know in Ghana it's like a, it's like a it's like a mobile. African cash app but okay. it's like you can do more you can send cryptocurrency yeah. you can do like unless you want to have your Bitcoin mm-hmm. and you want to put it directly to your account your bank account Yeah. you just change it in two minutes three minutes it goes directly to your account mm. credit so just like having like um you have, um, let's say you have Binance. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to do, um, sell your your Bitcoin, it goes straight to your Wells Fargo in like two minutes. But it's not really a, like, I want, it's not really only crypto, but the reason why, because now like the world is all about crypto. So that's probably why you hear more. Like, like, like Cash App. Yeah, you can say anything. Because they were saying that, they were telling me like. You pay your bills. Yeah, they were saying mobile, I guess the mobile money in Ghana, it's like real yeah, big. Yeah, Momo. Uh, Momo. Yeah. What do you call it, Momo? Yeah. So the girls be saying, yo, you have Momo? <laughs> they said that to us yesterday. For? No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, call right. them. So that's interesting. All right. So um, so when you, when you, nowadays, when you were looking at endorsements, is it important for you to get equity ownership in these deals, not just endorsements? Um, it depends. It depends. Is it a brand that you think is going to be, it's going to, you're gonna be want to be involved in for the rest of your life. Or mm-hmm. with like with Bitsica, obviously I didn't want part of the company because it's something I knew will grow. Um, with Martel, I love Martel. That was um, that was my next thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we were in uh, Moist Beach, Moist Beach. Yeah, Moist. Shout out to Moist Beach. Shout out to Moist in- Beach. Incredible place. And the, 
on the jumbo screen, it was your face. And Mar- <laughs> I mean, for three hours straight, it was nothing else playing. So I'm like, well, that must be a brand partnership. How, how did how did that come about? Um, yo, funniest funny story. So you know, I was with Hennessy. You don't say. Yes. <laughs> Never I was, settle. <laughs> I was, I've been with Hennessy for years and years and years, and um, I have a very very good relationship with them at Hennessy. When I say very good, I'm talking our kids, our friends. Oh wow! Yes, yeah, our that, friends have a good relationship with Hennessy too. Yeah, We're not, so, no not partnerships though. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously, my manager um, Martel showed up, and they really wanted me, and it was it was kind of a deal I couldn't just refuse, kind of. Yeah. And I like the drink as well. You know what I'm saying? Not my bash in Hennessy or nothing. It was great. You know, we did a lot of big things together. They helped me out a lot. Um, but, you know, with stuff like that, you don't really want to, you know, I think later on in life, I probably, like, want to have my own type of alcohol. Oh, so, so I wouldn't really want to. You know, your own spirit situation. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. What about uh, MTN? MTN is, like, Sprint, T-Mobile. Um, that was my first endorsement. Um, they had like this youth campaign they did for like all the you know how you have like the um, like the back to school T-Mobile yeah. school deals like if you got a student ID yeah. yes type that so they used me obviously because I was in school then <laughs> um, so they used me to do that so that was amazing but I ain't getting nothing out of the company though. that's like the but I got, I got, that was my first yo and I got in trouble because I tweeted a check ooh from them yeah, I tweeted the check like, "Yo, I just got paid." Blah, blah, blah. I was excited. Like, how much was the check? That was like my first hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so the company got mad at you. What's the company? Everybody was, everybody, was, everybody, was just angry. everybody was just angry. Like, you know what I'm saying, like, don't post the check with the account numbers and stuff. Man, you and Twitter, man. <laughs> so that, that 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 that's like the eighth largest mobile company in the world. I heard. Yeah, a lot of. And mobile it's also in South Africa. It's not only in Nigeria. It's in. Francophone countries as well. It's in South Africa. It's in um, it's in the Middle East as well. It's in Dubai, Qatar, Saudi Arabia. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was watching 60 Minutes a while ago, and they were talking about uh, Kenya and how the mobile, I think it's called Peso or something like that, but the mobile banking is real big out there. A lot of the rural areas of Africa, they're saying yeah. they're getting into the mobile bank because they don't, like there's a thing in America called um, like banking deserts where some people can't get access to banks depending on where you live. Yeah. It was like in Africa, it's really bad depending on like if you live in a rural area, but now the mobile app or mobile phone kind of solves that. Especially in a place where it's like the current, the, um, the value of the currency is not that good. So you, you have to carry, you know, it's one million, you have to carry all this money and stuff like that. Like Floyd Mayweather. Security, it's like in the club all night. Like, yo, here's a brick. Security situations like, in those this? areas probably not safe to be carrying all yeah. that money. Yeah. So it's ideal to have. Yeah, no, that makes sense. One, one of the other things you're, you're a part of is—is is it one? It's one X one bet. One X bet. One X bet. Now, put your bets. Put your bets. <laughs> po, uh, what's it called? Bonus code David O. So this is Let's like go. sports betting, similar to like our FanDuel, yeah. right? And so that's a partnership, or is that like no, I that's, have a that's just an endorsement? But I make money off like the promo code. If you put my promo code, yeah, now I get bread off that. So oh, what are we betting on? Is it like everything. soccer, cricket? soccer, golf? Golf, really? Anything that's sports. Well, in South Africa. Golf? Yeah. yeah but yeah. what's the, in, in Nigeria is soccer. Football. Yeah, football. 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 We have to be respectful. <laughs> we have to be respectful. Yeah, we know where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> so how is it as far as the, the climate in Nigeria for like business? Is it tough to do business or is it like heavy government regulation kind of who you know? It depends on what you want to do. Um, now, somewhere like Nigeria, 
it's very easy to come some, somewhere like where y'all go, you guys are coming from and come here and think of an idea, a food truck, this, that. A lot of things in America that they don't, they don't have here. Mm -hmm. So you come here and you're like, yo, they don't have a top golf. Mm. <laughs> they don't have a this, they don't have a that, they don't have a this, they don't have a that. That's cool. You get the money to do that, blah, 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 blah. Now, this is where it breaks down to. You do everything, you bring everything, now you got to start settling this one, paying this one. They don't want to move forward. Yeah. So obviously, you have to know somebody. Any big thing, you always hear that, oh, this person is involved. Like any, like if, like if, like if the W Hotel comes, it can never be, I don't want to mention anybody's names, but it can never be, oh, W Hotel bought land and just came and built in Nigeria. You always hear one politician is involved or one governor, daughter. So it's always, you obviously have to know people when you want to establish something big like that or involve them, you yeah. know. So even from a business standpoint, now, I mean, obviously you're one of the Like, big for example, like, my dad does um, power plants. I was going there. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so he does power plants. He generates energy. Um, and my dad is a, he's all about the private se sector. Mm -hmm. But for a guy like my dad to have to involve the government in your business, for your government to succeed, tells you a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if my dad didn't have to deal with the government at all, with his business, I'm sure you go 100% that route. But these days, you have to. You have to. Yeah. It's even crazy. Like, like, as a businessman, if I'm a big businessman in Nigeria, just for example, if there's an election, eh, I'm giving $20 million to the Democrats, I'm giving $20 million to the Republicans. Had your bet. Yeah. That's well, how it works. Plain. So whoever, whoever gets in power, we, we, we won. Look out for me, I look <laughs> out for you. We won. Have you ever thought after the music career to say, you know what? I'm going to fulfill my dad's wishes and get involved in some of the businesses he had? Um, definitely. I want to do that right now because he's he going crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yo, yo, he's going crazy. Yo, dad, let me, let me get a couple hours in, man. Yeah. Nah, man, do your show. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I don't want only, I don't want to, my problem is I don't want to just go there and just, I can go there and sit down there. I'll probably make a million dollars a month. But it's like, I want to offer a service mm -hmm. to his business, which can, you know, spread into other things. Those are the kind of things he wants to hear. Yeah. You feel me? But um, definitely, I do definitely think of, you know, after a while, he's going to need help with the business. I think these like are the that. stories we need to hear, right? Coming from America, like, even if you look at the wealthiest black people in the world, right? Four or five of them are Nigerian. Yeah. And, like, the first lesson we ever taught about financial literacy was about Dangote. Yeah. And it was like, this is incredible. Then you we know start, what my dad always says? What's that? No matter what, pay back your debts. Is one thing I've learned from him because, um, like with these power plants, everybody thought he was crazy. They'd be like, "What? Yeah, you you're using your buildings with, with your own money, your hard-earned money, because you can just go get a loan, mm -hmm. build it, and then you're paying loans back, back, back." But I don't know what he did when he invested his. He took a risk, invested his own money, knowing that electricity is going to be like the next wave. Mm. You know, oil is cool. You know what I'm saying? But soon, you know what I'm saying? You having electricity. E cars and this that this that so he he saw that from like ahead of time and just locked in. That's a, the that point. was like uh, Akon uh, when he was doing that. Whatever happened with that? The the city? Well, no, he had like a billion people that he's gonna give electricity to in Africa. With, yeah, with I'm China. Not sure he's out with that. <laughs> <laughs> <What's up? laughs> 
Well, <laughs> there's your answer. Yo, funny enough, he probably, you, know, you know, funny thing, he probably wanted to do it. Yeah. But like I said, the government, something probably went wrong. Maybe things. power changed. You know, it's always something. Like it's always something. You can have, you can have, you can have a whole plan, right? Mm-hmm. There are sixty people in a company. Let's just say the Ministry of Land and Work and Housing. There's sixty people. They change one person. Everything's. It's just crazy. We have to change our mindsets. Yeah. Why do you think that? Who's to blame for that? I mean, the government, but it's just, it's us too. We have to change within ourselves. Even we're just doing business and just, you know. Tradition? Yeah, just doing business. Like business, what I like about America, it might be strict, but business is just business. And when you keep business with business and don't involve other things, mm-hmm. Like in Nigeria, for example, like somebody, like you do business with somebody, okay, let's say a 20-year-old tech, he builds this tech company that's about to make like a billion dollars, right? And he walks into an establishment that wants to buy the company. So he walks in and they talk him, and then he probably like, yeah, I want $1 billion. Do you know that the, the man can say, don't you have respect? <laughs> don't you know I'm older than you? You're walking into my office, you want to sell you? But it's like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? So there are a lot of mindsets of our culture that we have to change too. Like, I, I don't think anybody wants to be working for somebody younger than them in the type of culture that we have. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk. Where in, like, in America, you have a 30-year-old CEO with like... It's normal. You know it's saying? pretty, pretty Over here, it's different. I want to talk about the power of music because obviously we know the big records, If, and yeah. we know Fall was the biggest record yeah. uh, on Billboard yeah. as far as Afrobeats for a long time. Um, but I want to talk about Femme, yeah. um, a song that I don't even, did you know that was going to have the type of impact? Because we're talking about power to the people and giving the power back to the youth. Yo, it was crazy because with Femme, I was going through my own personal situations, which like when the media and stuff. So I did, I, I didn't record the song knowing, you know, the whole situation with the NSARS was going to come through. And Can you explain to people what yeah, NSARS, yeah, they NSARS not, was? They might not yes, know. NSARS, okay, basically it's, a, it's like a p- police section of the police called SARS. Mm-hmm. It's um they they um they focus on like robberies. Like military unit of the police. Like the SWAT. But mm-hmm. they, like SWAT team. they focus on kidnapping, anti terrorism, um, cultism, just all the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they because they, they don't wear like police uniforms sometimes, they like sometimes they can dress like you and just stop somebody on the road, arrest them for no reason you know, take their money. So people were just tired. Like, come on, like, somebody that is working a nine-to-five job just because you, you know that their papers are clean. You know it's nothing. Like, in America, you stop. Like, you can record. You know you can record the police and, you know, everything is documented. Like, we just, they just wanted that. So it started off light, like a small protest. And then the police started, like, being violent, mm-hmm. really violent. And um, so it just got, and like I always say, the old are getting older. The young, the youth are getting older, so they're getting more aware. So there's a, um, there's a toll gate, not too far. If you go in my room, you can actually see like from the balcony. Um, so the people were gathering there to um, you know, protest. Mm-hmm. Peaceful, you know, but the government thought, because they were making so much money from that toll gate. So um, it, it just ended up being something else. So funny enough, this, my song had come out like two weeks before that. It's called Femme. Mm-hmm. Femme means keep quiet. Um, it's like a, it's, it's a self-empowerment song. 
It's basically telling yourself that, look, you can't tell me nothing. I know what I want. I'm going to stand for what I want. Keep quiet. So it's basically like, I, I didn't record it like talking to the government per se, mm -hmm. but it was kind of like the perfect song for that moment. And then um, there was a certain politician that he went to the protest and he was talking on the um, mic and everybody started singing, Fam! <laughs> And then that uh, clip, I posted the clip. I got in big trouble. <laughs> My dad was calling back. <laughs> so I posted the clip, and then that went viral. And then everywhere else just caught on and started singing the song. Yeah. And it just became this whole phenomenon. It was just amazing to see that people were using my song as a voice instead of being violent. Yeah, it became the theme sing. music. So, but but the when you did the song, you, it was just a coincidence that it got linked to the movement. You, yes. didn't, you didn't do it for the movement. No. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, I, but I was involved in the NSARS movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. But, but so that was right around the time it's like Black Lives Matter. Yes, right? yes. Because yes. that was, yeah, I, I remember. Um, and it, it was even like, this. it was the first time like the whole world tuned in. Like, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was getting a lot of attention. Like, it was crazy. Like, even me, like, bro, I'm like, I could walk, like, they love me so much. Like, I can, I can walk down, the, I can. I can live in Nigeria one year, I won't spend a dime. I walk in any restaurant, I walk in any club, I walk in, I walk in anybody's house and they give me food <laughs> yeah. type stuff. Like, I remember I was driving during the entire time. I think I wanted to go get something, me and my daughter. So it was so crazy. They were like, don't drive no luxury cars outside because everybody was just angry. Any luxury car they saw. <laughs> so I was driving my Bentley. Yo, they came and said, David Doe, even you, you go break your car. I was like, okay. <laughs> This is bad. Get the Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Honda. So I was like, yo, this is bad. So we flew to Abuja, had another protest in Abuja as well. It was just it was crazy. So they recently just had a one-year remembrance mm -hmm. for the um, NSARS. Just... How has it been? Still bad? It's still bad. Still bad. How do how, how you feel about it? Because it's an America thing, too, where a lot of people, some artists, lend their voice to the protest, but a lot of artists don't, especially during Black Lives Matter. A lot of people that wasn't saying anything, they was getting criticized because they felt like they was going to lose their endorsements or whatever. Yeah. So like the public was very critical of those people. But they might not have just been political people. But how do you feel about you that? You know what I really feel artist? about that? I feel like, you don't know, people got to protect their family. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People have to protect their family, people that they involve themselves with, people that you do business with. When people were like, ah, even David Doe went to the post. I was like, these people might not have the backing I have. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know if police gonna come get me, I know I'm, I'm calling my dad. You know, I'm just being honest. Yeah, that's a fact. A lot of people don't have nobody to call. Yeah, yeah that's a fact. So you can't put, the, put that on them. Like, yo, they wasn't at the protest. I'm telling the truth. I knew ain't nothing was gonna happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not saying that I'm being cocky, but that was just the truth. So you can't really put that on people. Like people have, like I, there was this, there's a big blogger, right? In Nigeria, one of the biggest bloggers. And during the one year of um, NSARS, he wasn't posting like stuff like stuff. that. Yeah. So people were getting mad. So I called him. I'm like, yo, you reading your comments on Instagram? He's like, yo, I do not care. They wasn't there when they um, when the police were sending him pictures of his mom's house and stuff like that, you know? So you have to understand that. Yeah, everybody's under different pressures. Um, Speaking of, of wealth, so the first person that we spoke about, so, you know, it's crazy. We interviewed three billionaires on our show. Okay. They're all American white. We want to interview a black billionaire. That's, that's something that, that's a goal of ours. But the first billionaire that we actually Can spoke about. Can make it about, happen? Well, yeah, we got to. You might know, <laughs> you might know a few. Oh, that's all. That's all. I can make it happen. Yeah. Well, y'all leave it when? 
Wednesday. Yeah. I'll see. I'll see what I can. Okay. Yeah. When are you coming back? You never. Yeah. yeah never. I mean. <laughs> Whenever the billionaire agrees, you fly back in, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> so, so I know um, your, your dad is real close with Aliko Dangote. Best friends. Yeah. How, how was that? Like, can you talk about him? Because he's the richest black. Anybody that doesn't know, he he's drove the me home for the He drove me home from the um, hospital when I was born. Wow. Oh, yeah? I'm good. <laughs> wow. He's the richest black person in the world. Yeah. yeah. How was... How how is that? Like, you know, your dad, obviously, but then him too, having those two, yeah. this is something that, you know, we aspire to, and they're not in entertainment or sports. Like, you know, a lot of times people think you can only become rich, especially in America, if you're black, if you're in entertainment or sports. But Every time I see Uncle Aliko, he tells me the same thing. David, save your money. Save your money. And that's it. He tells me the same thing since I've been a baby. David, save your money. Save your money. Um, but it's just amazing to just see how, like I say, what, what, the crazy thing to me is just how normal they live their lives. I don't think Dangote has bought a new car in the last 10 years. Yeah. He didn't go on vacation for like the first 20, 20 years. years. I'm 20 telling years. you, he's, yeah. he drives a 2005, he drives a 2000 something G Wagon. You don't know, I don't understand, how, like, you probably don't understand this, but this, even hearing this is like extremely incredible. Yeah. Because I remember writing the lessons when I found out about who he is. Like, wait, how doesn't the world know about it? So to be one degree of separation from him and you calling him uncle, this is like, this is a moment. Like, this is crazy. It's crazy, yeah. Small world. That's it. <laughs> it's getting smaller, too. Yeah, but nah, but what, that's key because we was reading it. It was like, he didn't take a vacation for the first 20 years. And then the first vacation that he took was to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. He loves Atlanta and Miami. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's supposedly. random. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, we really know. Atlanta, um, yeah, like all the, all of them were all the billionaires. They like I thought Atlanta was the hub. Atlanta was the hub then. Shout out to Atlanta, but that's just really random. Like I'm like out of anywhere in the all world, all places in the world. Choose Atlanta. Yeah, his brother lives down the road. His little brother, yeah. billionaire too. He drives himself. He takes the helicopter from his house here to the jet place. He drives his jet to Atlanta. That's one of the things your dad loves too, right? The planes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He got two. How is it in Africa as far as the countries, um, like, their vibe with each other? Because we know that it was, it was all carved up when the colonizers came. Yeah. It's, it caused issues. Anybody doesn't know my quick 30-second thing. Uh-oh. It, it caused issues because it's not really like a real geographic line. So, you know, different tribes and things of that nature. Yeah. So it's very, it's very hard to, like, just make a, a country that's not really a country yeah. just based off of a European's dictate. So, long story short, there's been issues, but how is it right now with the vibes between different countries? Um, it depends on what is it. It depends on politically, entertainment, sports. There's always been rivalry, you know, but you know, Nigeria, you know, we're dominant. <laughs> <laughs> we're very dominant in everything. You know? Everything. Uh, but, um, it's, it's vibes, man. Like, we have business partners all over Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, in the, I'm speaking for myself in the entertainment industry. Yeah. We collaborate with their artists. They come here, they do the same. Like, Ghana, Ghana has, now has, has grown to be a big entertainment hub yeah. for Africa. So, you see a lot of people going to Ghana. Cause you know, Ghana is really more relaxed than Lagos. Like, you can catch that real, real vacation vibe mm-hmm. rather than Lagos, where everything is really like fast and stuff. But it's cool, but it's cool, but you know, but we Nigerians, we know the agree. Dominant. So what's the, I mean, from a country standpoint, but what's it like as far as entertainment as artists, what's the relationship like with the artists that are from Nigeria? Because y'all got some really big artists. Yeah. Davido's the biggest. Uh, Thank you. What, what's your relationship like with other artists? Are you grooming people? Are you saying, look, 
you can you can make it. Here's some mistakes I made. What's that like? Um, yo, it's all love, and I'm shout out to this new generation. I hope they don't make a lot of the mistakes that we made. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying I see them collaborating. You know, with Nigeria, especially like for me, just with the way I came in in the industry, I wasn't really welcomed. You know, based on my background, you know, I really had to show them like, yo. I'm kind of really good at this. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of accepted me. But, you know, I have a lot of friends in the, in the industry, but I feel like unity definitely will bring us to become stronger. And I feel like these days a lot of people are noticing that. It's all cool. It's all straight with me. It's all love. But shout out to these new artists. They're going crazy. crazy. Innovative. Yes. Very smart, young, bright artists coming out of this country. And um, all of them come here. We hang out. I tell them my two cents when I can. Yeah. But pretty much they know what they're doing, man. Everybody know what they're doing, to be honest. So you have a unique um, vantage point. You, um, you are f- from America. Yeah. But you're from Nigeria also. How you, you look at yourself as an African-American, American, or African? African. African. African with American passport. So I'm not getting it. <laughs> so um, the reason why I asked you that is, uh, shout out, you know Toby, the quick way? Yeah, 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 I think I met him a couple times. Yeah, shout out to Toby. Um, he's from America, but he's from Nigeria, his family. Long story short, the bridge between America and Africa, I feel like Ghana has done a great job with opening up their borders. And a lot of people from America, when they think of Africa, now they're thinking of Ghana because they, they really put a lot of, of money behind that. How do you feel about, um, you think Nigeria can do something similar to that? And what are your words to people in America like, as far as Africa, a lot of people still have never been to Africa. This is our first time in Africa, yeah. so. Okay, let me ask you guys this question. Yeah. Before you guys came, y'all had an image of what you thought y'all was coming to, right? Yeah. 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 Kind of? Yeah. Was it different from what you saw? Not really, because, I mean, at this point, fortunately, we're, we're fortunate to be educated. Oh, yeah, I think that's and we, what we meet so many different people that we have a, a good... Okay, but I think, I think the problem is... With coming to Africa, it just depends on how you come. That's one. Who you come to see. I can, I can pick up. I can pick up. Give you an example. I can pick up. For example, the baby from the airport in Charlotte, flying with a jet to Executjet, the private terminal mm-hmm. airport. He has no hassle. He comes out, stamps. Blah, blah, blah. He gets in a Rolls Royce. He drives down to Banana Island. He's in a nice hotel, blah, blah, blah. He's not really seeing the real Nigeria. Yeah. So it depends on who you come with, yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're experiencing. But it's like just, I don't want to say the country. There's this country I always go to, to perform, right? So I've been going to that country for three years. And it's every time from the airport, it's one road. Every time. Yeah. It's one road to the hotel, one road to the presidential palace to perform, and back to the airport and back. So one day I asked one of the... Workers, I said, yo, where's everything at? So what, what they do is the, they, the, the, the family, the guests that come in, there's a certain road they take them through. So they don't see. They don't uh, see the whole They don't see, the whole see what's country. really, really yeah, going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of things. Like even in the north, there's a, like if you go on news and you type Nigeria, type bandits, I don't think you ever want to visit this country. Nah, mm. You know what's so crazy you say that? Because I was telling people I was going to Nigeria. Everybody was like, yo, just be careful. Like, it's crazy, right? Just be careful, be careful. So then, you know, you get affected by what people say. Because I'm like, nah, it's cool, cool. And then after so many people, so I hit Viz, I'm like, do we need security? Yeah. Like, I'm like, he got, he's like, you got security. I'm like, 
need extra security. He's like, nah, Lagos is good. Like, you good. You safe. Da, da, da. It was but like, uh. It's like, you could be affected because like you said, it's a lot yeah. of negative press. Yeah. I, I think I, even from our perception, like you said, we've grown and we've matured and we've had more exposure. But when we were younger, it was like, only time you heard about Africa was on the infomercials. It was like donate a dollar, or donate yes, a penny or, to a child. Oh, movies like The Gods Must Be Crazy. Yeah, it, it was like, wait. But, but then again, when you start seeing people like yourself, obviously Akon, and it's like, nah, there's this beautiful parts of this continent. Well, that, that's, the, that's the beauty of music. But you know the funny thing? The same way when somebody comes here and doesn't see the, the, the bad parts, and they go back with, oh, Nigeria's cool. Everybody's having a good time. It's the same thing when, when it's the other way around. Yeah. We just had that conversation. They were like, they went, who was it? They went to Los Angeles. And they were like, there's people sleeping on the streets. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, they never showed it. I thought this was Hollywood. Yeah. So it's the same thing. But yeah, it's important to get a full spectrum. That's why whenever we go, we try to get the full. Because like you said, you can go. It's like we went to Jamaica. And the last time we went to Jamaica, we went to Kingston. Yeah. And oh, we, yeah. we I mean, was in like the real neighborhoods. Nobody ever goes to Kingston. They go to Montego Bay. They go to Ocean Trios and the grill. And you could just land and just be on the beach and think that's Jamaica. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's important. Like, we, we, was at, we was at the Shrine yesterday. We was at the Shrine. Oh, shout out. Yeah. Oh, you liked it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a real. Did you see any performances? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sean Co- um, Sean Kuti. Yeah, he performed. That's my dog. Shout, yeah, shout out to him. He, he, met welcomed, him he welcomed us backstage. We met him. Got Spoke busy, him. too. Yeah. Yeah. Got bu- Some of yeah, us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was a, you know, Stuff like that, I like to do stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't just show me the good part. Show me every every part. And there's culture in it too. Yeah, we like to pride ourselves on saying that we go places that people can't go. Cause they don't they they wouldn't they wouldn't go. But we wanna see it all. But it's important for people to know, like I said, especially in America, I feel like for too long there's been a divide between black people in America and Africa. And it has to be some level of a bridge. And I feel like it the music is, I the think music there will always be a divide. It's never gonna be like no, it's, but, it's, but it's, you know, it still be some, we can, we can some level of understanding. Too. Of course, yeah, it's like you know what I'm saying. And I feel like now, like I said, that's one of the beautiful things with music is that it's like a transporting machine where it can actually transport you over there. And now with so so many people into Afrobeats, now people is wearing the fashion. You go to America, that's like cool to wear the fashion now. People want to go to Ghana. People want to take trips. So you know, that whole Afrobeat parties. That's yeah. all they playing. That's all they playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got, I got a list here, right? So you've collabed with plenty of artists. All right, I'm going to run them down, some of the big names. Chris Brown, Nas, Nicki Minaj, Lil Baby, A Boogie, Pop Smoke. We're going to get to the Pop Smoke That's in a sec. Pop Smoke. Who is, on, who is not on that list that you want to work with? Uh, a lot of people. Who, who's the top person? Like, I mean, I'm not like crazy, like, yo, I got to work with it. But I do want to work with like Ed Sheeran, Drake, uh, Future. Oh, we make a call. Yeah. Can we get Drake on the line? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got, I got talk to him. <laughs> two, two, two people I want to ask you about specifically. One, my favorite of all time. Nah, I named my son Nasir, so I'm a diehard Nas fan. How'd that come about? And how was that? Uh, how was that? Shout out to my brother Hip Boy, and you know this this was really natural. I actually he called me. I was in LA. Well, like, oh, pop out the studio. He, he got a little camp going on. I'm like, cool. I'm doing my album too. I'm gonna come through. So blase blase, we the studio. Blah blah blah. And I go to the bathroom. And I'm coming out and I see Nas. So I'm like, oh. that's Nas, ain't it? <laughs> He's like, the video. I was like, ah, you know me? <laughs> like, oh, what's up, man? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm in the B room. I'm hyping him up. I'm like, yo, blah, blah, blah. You need to come to Africa, bro. You know? Talking to you, know, he's like, I think he's kind of Nigerian too. So we spoke and then I went to the other room and I just did the song. And then he walks in the studio. I look back and see, he nodded his head. 
So I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, should I ask him to get on it? Or just, <laughs> no or time like now. I was like, yo, fuck it. I was like, yo, we should do a verse. And like the next 10 minutes, he laid it. And that's it. There was no labels, no middleman, or it just happened. Was he, is he as cool? He always seemed like the coolest dude. Was he's he too cool, man. <laughs> too cool for school. <laughs> Shout out to Esco. Pop Smoke, rest in peace. We from New York, so that's Ooh. that. How, how, how did that come about? How, you, you, linked, you linked with him in person? Yes, what? How was that? Oh, my, well, me, Pop, man, it was crazy. Um, shout out Mike D. Um, he's Nigerian, best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me and Pop, man, we, when he first dropped the record, like I used to play it on my, um, I, I think I played it one time on my Instagram, and he hit me like, yo, appreciate it, crow, blah, 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 oh, pop. And then I went to LA, and we was in LA together in the same Airbnb. Oh, wow. Wait, wait he got killed at? No, not that one. Oh, okay, like, okay. Same, oh, okay. like chilling, like yeah. a year, couple months okay, before okay, that. Okay. And he would just, we were just talking about him coming to Africa. And then, unlucky. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that we we heard his songs being played in the clubs out here. People wearing pop smoke t shirts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy to see that influence travel all over the. That's the, the power of music. Yeah. yeah. So I know obviously you got music, but most people may not have known that you got your acting bug as well. Coming to America too, <laughs> you were definitely in the film. I ain't really act, but I can act though. But you could. That's so I'm thinking. Is that part of maybe some of the things you want to get into in the oh, future? Oh, definitely. I'm actually working on some a movie. Um, not on the movie, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. We haven't really started shooting, but I'm going to take acting classes like when I have time, you know, to be able to execute that part of my career. You know, that, 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 that it takes time. Like, yeah. you can't just do a show and then go do a movie and come back and do a show. So that's every time where I can create time for myself. Kind of carve out the schedule. Learn the craft and then focus on it for that time being. Yeah. Appreciate the hospitality, my brother. Thank Anything you, you want to leave the people with? You got upcoming projects? Um, Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. New album, February. Nah. You know what I'm saying? I, yo, it's crazy. This is like, I ain't dropped a song this year. What, we mean, November? Yeah, I ain't dropped a record yet. We going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, man, Um, we were working on the album. New music, new music is coming soon. Um, uh, I'm going, getting back on tour. From March, we do the O2 in London. Saw again. that, saw that, yeah, yeah. And then we do other arenas um, around Europe, and then we go to Brooklyn. We do the um, Barclays. Barclays. That's gonna oh, be good. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn, 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 <laughs> Brooklyn, massive. Yeah, Barclays Center. We it's come crazy. In, you know, um, I, I wanted to do Brooklyn because, that, like I said, like New York was like the first place that you know broke my music. You know, yeah. so I want to do Barclays Center and then probably go to Atlanta. And then just do it all over again, you know? Run it up. There you have it. Run it up. Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Y'all know that's our Proud to Pay program. Shout out to everybody that is a tier five. You obviously have access to EYL University, the number one place for everything in the business world, man. Shout out to all our earners that's part of that. Over 10,000 of y'all keep killing, keep inspiring, because all y'all do is, is inspire us to do more, and then that just trickles down to people wanting to do more for themselves. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to all the merch. Shout out to the merch team and everybody. Shout out to EYL Vending. Uh, shout out to EYL Vending. EYL is, is, a, is a massive place, man. It's a universe of opportunity. So shout out to all the people that are helping with that. Yogi, uh, Domini, and uh, yeah, love is love. Y'all, yeah. y'all know that. Shout out to Lego. Shout out to Nigeria. Oh, and no. I'm going to get that billionaire interview. Oh, oh yo. And matter of fact, if, if you, when, when you get it, you got to be there for it because we're going to remember Don't this worry, moment, I'll be right? there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Definitely. There you have it. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.
My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.